after leading by just two at halftime and the lead seesaw back and forth early in the second half and then Xavier put the Illini away with some big threes and they win at 83-74 and a trip to paradise not so paradise like after going 0-3 in the Maui invites and now Illinois has to fly coach on the way back Xavier gets first class as they share the charter flight home 83 to 74. Welcome in, everybody. It's our post-game coverage continuing here on Illini Game Day. Fasteners, etc. post-game show coming up in a moment. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Tim Dittman. First, we bring you our rapid reaction. It's brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furnitures. I tell you what, Tim, Illinois is consistent in one thing. They're giving up more than 80 points every game. Yeah. What else can you say except to really disappointing trip to Maui. I didn't think, uh, I don't think anyone expected this team to go 3-0, and uh, but certainly 2-1 and or 1-2, and definitely not 0-3. And, and, you know, we'll play some comments from, from Brad Underwood a little bit later. You know, he was pretty candid in his post-game interview with Brian and Dion, kind of taking the long view look at things. You know, five games in Illinois at 1-4, and four. Maybe it's an overstatement to say this team is at a crossroads right now, but I think they really have to galvanize. Uh, you know, Brad Underwood needs to rally this team. The players need to hold themselves accountable and make some changes to get things rolling here. Otherwise, we're not going to be looking at a lot of wins this season. I, I'm not entirely surprised, and I want to get into this, and I'm not entirely surprised at how this has come about. This has been a lot very quickly for a young team, and but you're you're absolutely right. This could be a, a frustrating season if things don't turn around quickly, but it may be a long view that has to be taken as Illinois has, has admittedly faced some decent to very good competition along the way as well. But one in four is certainly no fun. We want to hear from you. Here's how you can get in touch with us. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. You can tweet at us using the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. And if you want to tune in as well, we're streaming on Facebook. Just look for News Talk 1400 there. Back with your comments, your calls, your texts in a moment. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Scott Beatty. Harden guarded by Nichols, rises, shoots a three, and got it. Oh, you're kidding me, right? Harden with his third three of this half, fourth in the game. He did four all year. Now top with it is Scruggs. Again, they start their offense 30 feet for the basket. They look for a lane. 
This two to three, Scruggs banked oh, it in. You know, Scruggs, he banked it in over Jordan. When it rains, it pours. All right, 83-74, the final is the Xavier Musketeers. A uh, team with a lot of new faces, or at least a lot of new starters, after a, being a number one seed in last year's NCAA tournament. Beats the Illini 83-74. Illinois now at 1-4 on the season, and they have dropped four straight as well. They win the opener against Evansville, which feels like a couple months ago, and then have lost to Georgetown and these three here in the Maui Invite. And it's, well, young kids are are learning quick, I guess, or not. They're not learning quick, perhaps. Not quick enough. Indeed. Join us here, 356-9397. That's the PNC Bank fan line, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. There are plenty of texts to get to. Let's start, though, with the phones. Ken is it with us from Oklahoma. Good evening, Ken. Hello there, Scott. Uh, one of the things that uh, you said, or one of you guys said, we have to make some changes. Uh, what changes would you make? Well, we saw already tonight that Kipper Nichols is no longer in the starting lineup, and I think that's a change that needed to be made at this juncture just because Kipper was not playing well, and Brad Underwood said himself in the postgame uh, news conference yesterday that uh, his confidence had been shaken, and he has got to take it upon himself to get that back. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, number two, I think Illinois has to figure out who is going to be their go-to guy at that center position, whether they're going to stick with Georgie all season, whether they're going to eventually move De La Rosa into the starting lineup if he can get healthy enough, and they have to decide if they're going to redshirt uh, Sam McCain as well. And then, you know, the point I was trying to make, uh, Ken, and, you know, I appreciate you taking me to task there. That's what this show is about. The, the point I was trying to make, it's more, it's more of an intrinsic change. I mean, it's cliche to say, but this team really needs to galvanize and come together right now and figure out, okay, what kind of team are we going to be? Are we going to be a team that makes stupid mistakes, blows defensive assignments, not holding each other accountable, or are we going to be the team that puts in the extra effort and maybe shocks uh, a couple people this year? And the same goes for Brad Underwood. Is he going to be uh, a coach that you know lets uh, th all those things that I just mentioned slide, or is he going to hold the players accountable? I mean, we know that he's a yeller and a screamer. Um, can that eventually get through to the guys and, and make them play better? I don't know. Or does he have to maybe take a different uh, tactic in practice. I, I don't know, but something has to happen. Appreciate the well, I agree with you. I, um, boy, I wish I knew the answer to that because <laughs> you'd hire me if I could answer those questions because they're tough. And I've had tremendous faith of him, as I told you, uh, because I just really enjoyed what he did at Oklahoma State, and I don't want to beat that thing, keep beat that drum, but uh, I still wish... I don't know. I, I get a little mad at Fraser. You know, he's so good on that three-point shooter, but then he drives in and he gets the ball knocked out of his... Uh, I wish he would shoot more of this. He did very well tonight on the three-point shots. I don't know. I think he was something like, what, five out of eight or something like that? Three for five. Three for five? Well, that's a pretty good percentage. That's 60%. Yeah. So why does he shoot more threes? I don't know why we don't have him shoot more threes. Uh, well, you you start taking too many threes. I mean, the the team took thirty three last night, and that was too many. They're not always.
the best shot for you to take. Um, I mean, you, you yeah, want to be. If a- you work, if you work to get him open, if all you do is work to get him open, you can get him open. I'll guarantee you, you can set screens all over the place, and you get that guy open, and he'll be open. I'd rather take my chances doing that than him going underneath there trying to shoot over guys that are about six inches tall than he is. But but uh, anyway, I want to thank you for taking my calls here from Oklahoma. I love listening to your podcast, and uh, I'll be on there. I'll be listening to you on uh, Sunday. Sure. So Don't forget we'll, Saturday. If we don't win that game, then we better go home. <laughs> don't forget Saturday, too, with Illinois football. Thanks, Ken. Oh, well, that, that's <laughs> – I don't want to talk about that. Thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, you, you can't run the whole offense through one guy. I mean, Trent Frazier is, is great, but you have to have more than one option on that. Well, yeah, I mean, Ken is right in that Trent's strength is uh, mid and long range, but you're ex- you took the words right out of my mouth, Scott. Your offense can't be one-dimensional in the sense that, A, you can't you know attempt to just ride one guy, ride or die by Trent Frazier, and, B, you can't ride, uh, live or die by the three either. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, 33 threes last night, 23 tonight, Illinois went 11 of 23, and then um, against Gonzaga, they went 10 of 31. So out on the island, that's 33 of 87 from three for about 38%. You, you can't ride that all season. The question was about change for this program, if, if there would be any changes. A little bit later, I'm going to replay what Brad Underwood said to Brian and Dion in the postgame show, a significant part of it. We're going to play that for you. And the reason I want to do that is you need to hear what he has to say. I'm not asking you to buy what he said here in this postgame sh- uh, interview, but I'm I'm going to ask you to just listen and consider it and then decide if, if you think Brad Underwood can take you where this program wants, where fans want this program to be at or not. Um, And and it's not going to be all based on one interview, but he gets very big picture about this whole thing very early on. And I think Brad Underwood is realizing this is a young team and there's a lot of things for them to learn and pick up and a culture that still needs to be established. And he's looking for an identity and trying to do that with this schedule and this volume of games early on against this level of competition is very difficult. So that's part of what's going on. So I, I, I want you to hear that later on. But we have more of your texts and your calls in a moment. Fasteners, etc. cetera, postgame show. And lost the handle. Now he gets it back. One eye with a man advantage. Dosumu down the lane. The left oh, hand. Yes, with the slam. Wow, on the follow. And now a traveling on Xavier. And that right there, as Ayo Desumu either intentionally or accidentally threw it off the window, a cleanup slam by Adonis De La Rosa was our Beyond the Expected play. Brought to you by Pekin Insurance. For Beyond the Expected coverage and service, contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. Fasteners, etc. Post game show on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Tim Dittman. Our producer engineer extraordinaire is Evan Kahn. Thanks for listening in. Call us 356 9397. Text us 351 5357. Speaking of texts, Mike says, this is what you get when you constantly come in second place in recruiting another season of 
No dancing. Brian in Idaho says, Yowza, where to start? If the Maui tournament was a movie, Illinois would be playing the road of role of Chaminade. There are so many fundamentally flawed aspects to this team. The defense, I use that term loosely, is just horrific, constantly out of position, chasing the ball and giving up wide-open shots. I don't know. If I didn't know better, I'd think Lovey was coordinating it. Oh, that's a low blow. Uh, on offense, I'm not sure what the point of the offense is. Lots of pointless dribbling seems our go-to play is give it to Trent. Good gravy. And this might be the worst rebounding team Illinois at Illinois I can remember. Our post guys are so unathletic and they can't or don't jump or box out. And even if we get to the ball first, we bobble it and lose it. I can't see this team winning over 12 games with the schedule they have. Is this what we have become? Hashtag we will wince. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> 309 Texture says disappointing loss to Xavier team. They lost their starting five to graduation and get beat by this team. It's going to be a long losing season again do you think uh you guys still think illinois will make the ncaa tourney this year i take issue with the words still i never thought Illinois would make the ncaa tournament from the beginning this is a rebuilding year brad underwood even acknowledged that preseason brad underwood said i think we have an ncaa tournament at the beginning team at the beginning of last year he's not said that this year and i think that was maybe some of the optimism that comes with a new place and hey, I can coach these guys into my system, but uh, he figured out pretty quick he's got to get new pieces. He's got to get his guys in. You have to understand, he has some of his guys Mm -hmm. here. There are guys that you want here if you're an Illini fan. Somebody said they're finishing second place in recruiting. I know it stings to not have Talon Horton Tucker. I know it stings not to have Tillman or some of the other bigs. Whitney. Yeah, some of the other bigs you've gone on. But you want Io DeSumo here. You certainly want Trent Frazier here. You want Georgie Bishanishvili here. He, that was a steal. I think Tevian Jones could grow. Alan Griffin has started to show already what he could be. Mm-hmm. Andres Feliz is a tough guy. He goes after it. You want these pieces. There's just there's not enough of them right now. There's yeah. just not a. And I don't mean over. I, mean, I say uh, Aaron Jordan certainly deserves all the credit he gets. He's not. He's he's a gross guy. Right. But you should be glad he's here right now because he's a glue guy right now, and he plays his butt off. You could throw DeMonte Williams in there as well, yeah. uh, You know, another one of the, the older players who does a lot of, you know, he doesn't pick up a lot of stats, and he barely registered on the stat sheet tonight in 21 minutes, but he does a lot of the intangibles. Yeah, you know, I hate to keep saying I hate to oversimplifying it. It's just a matter of a lot of new faces, a lot of different styles. How quickly can they gel? Right now they haven't gelled yet. And it's up to Brad Underwood to figure something out. We continue on with the Fasteners Etc. postgame show after this. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Dosumu, right wing three, and he buried it. Oh, he stepped back and he nailed it. Io Dosumu shooting 53% from three-point land. Dosumu with a quick jumper from 17. Came around a pick and buried it. Dosumu with five early points, and here comes the Illini crowd. And, and Io Dosumu with 19 points tonight to lead the Illini scoring effort. Actually a game high uh, for both teams. Trent Frazier 
had 18, 16 for Aaron Jordan. He had four threes in all of that. And those are the three leading scores for the Illini. Georgie Bajanishvili, who had a great first game in this Maui invite, just four points on two of five shooting. you, you got to get more out of that. And uh, Adonis De La Rosa had five points, six rebounds. But Georgie Bajanishvili got into some foul trouble pretty quick. He's got to get that one figured out. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's frustrating, the calls that get – that you had made on him, but uh, yeah, I mean, some of them I can't figure them out, and not just on Georgie, but I mean, some of the the ticky tack calls tonight were beyond frustrating, and you know that's out of the that's out of the control of of the players. I mean, teams do scout officials, and they know officials' tendencies, and they also know okay, uh, you know, here are the trends uh, for for a particular season, for example. At the start of the year, and I'm not talking this year in particular, but you know, just any year, the NCAA might institute some rule changes or might say to the officials, we want you to emphasize these sort of things. And if the coaches know about that in advance, they can communicate that to the players. But bottom line, I thought a lot of the calls tonight, just let them play. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. PNC Bank is the official bank of the University of Illinois. Uh, Benny, our friend Benny says, I met Brad Underwood back in August. I have the utmost respect for him and his coaching staff. Let's put this loss behind us and let's beat Mississippi Valley State. Say hi to Steve in Peoria and wish him happy Thanksgiving from me, please. Yes, uh, happy Thanksgiving to Steve. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody tomorrow. Hope uh, if you're listening right now that you're safe. Uh, if you've got some good travel ahead that you'll be safe and uh, glad to be uh, keeping you company here on this Thanksgiving Eve. Hi, everybody, as well, on our Facebook live stream. Mitch is saying, great show, as always. You can verify that for yourself. I'm not just making making that up. <laughs> uh, one more, a couple more texts that are uh, pouring in here on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. texture says, uh, let's see, um, I'll come back to that. Todd and Collinsville, it's becoming obvious that this difficult schedule was a big mistake. I'm quite concerned about the fragile confidence this team has with the results so far. Uh, need to get some mojo, and it starts with strides on the defensive end. This team can and should get better, but we need, need to take some steps before we can run, thinking that pack line defense may have to happen. Remember, Brad Underwood switched up his defense at Oklahoma State into a pack line midseason I think it may have been yeah, it was maybe in the season before he came here to the Illini. So it's not beyond him to change schemes, although just looking at some of the quick things from uh from out there uh, from some of the reports coming in from the post-game conference, he is uh, right now sounding committed to his scheme. We'll see if that changes uh, along the way. All right, let's get a scoreboard update here as Evan Kahn is joining us. Hiya, Evan. And then I turned on your mic. Hello. Good to see you. Nice What's going you on? Guys. Yeah, uh, a lot more Big Ten action than I was expecting on this Thanksgiving Day Eve. We'll start in Cancun, where Bradley from Peoria defeated Penn State 59-56. to Looks like it's going to be the Lamar, the Lamar Stevens show for Penn State. He scored 27, and that was about it for Penn State. Um Minnesota, they defeated Washington 68-66. to Didn't get a chance to catch that one, but it looks like it was pretty close. Uh, Wisconsin currently ranked 25th, one against Stanford 62-46. A 
Cupcake Game in Iowa. They defeated Alabama State 105-78. And then our game out in Maui, 83-74 Xavier over Illinois. That will do it for the Big Ten. Uh, I don't think there's any Big Ten football before Saturday either. So uh, there is tomorrow the Black there. Friday game or Friday the Black Friday game between uh, Nebraska and Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah, that should be an interesting one. Yeah, in Iowa City. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Scoreboard updates here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Got a call coming up, and we've got some more texts after Illinois falls to Xavier. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Welcome back, everybody. Fasters, et cetera, post-game show. Talking about an Illinois loss. It's now a four-game losing streak after they finish Maui 0-3. They fall to Xavier 83-74. to Let's go back to the phones. It is Simeon. Hey, Simeon. Hey. I um, was calling in, and uh, it's late here on the East Coast, but I thought I'd add my voice to it. Appreciate you doing uh, so. We don't... Uh, yeah, if if we don't uh, get a team that can rebound and stop dribble penetration, it's going to be a long year. Um, I don't have a, a lot of great things to say, so I'm not going to say much. The main purpose of my call today was to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. I don't know if Steve called in, but I want to wish him one. Um, I don't know if uh, <clears throat> Cyrus calls in anymore, but um, all of the Atlanta and our nation I like to wish a happy Thanksgiving. And then I also wanted to ask about uh, uh, Kane. Uh, I've been waiting to see this uh, young man play, and um, I haven't seen him play at all. Um, I saw us go long stretches with guards and having them um, playing against forwards. That that aided in our inability to rebound, but um, I was wondering why this, why this kid isn't playing or if they're going to redshirt him or what the situation is. Well, the last time I remember Brad Underwood being asked about Samba was was asked if basically if he is unsuspended, and he said to be determined, and we haven't seen him play yet. So I don't know if this is still a result of suspension or if it's coach's decision right now to not play him or try and hold him back. Your guess is as good as mine. Well, we needed some, some size or somebody that can rebound. I, I like Georgie B, um, but he's not a rebounder. And uh, De La Rosa doesn't seem to be able to rebound either. I don't know if that's conditioning or maybe, you know, him recovering from his, his leg injury. Um, Probably. But, unless, uh, but yeah, the thing, and, the thing uh, with Samba, I mean, in a different way, he's going to be like Greg Eboig Bodine from last year. It's just it, if he is out there, he's going to be lost at times. So I don't know. I, I mean, it's more like get out there and you get five fouls. So just hack at somebody, <laughs> you know, until he starts to figure out the whole basketball thing. So, hey, Simeon, um, uh, hap- oh, go ahead. One, one last thing. Um, I keep waiting to see um, <clears throat> Kipper come alive. Um, Don't we all? Yeah, uh, I guess we just have to be hopeful. Have yep. a great Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and be safe. All right, you too. All right. Bye-bye. 
this we should remember this as you as you if you're suffering through this the line nation the team's mired in losing right now there's lots of things to be grateful for we've seen a lot of goodwill from the callers tonight that's that's a good thing yeah you know getting back to to Samba Kane and Simeon you know we always appreciate you know hearing from you just you know a lot going on with him off the court as you mentioned Scott and the big thing to me was that you know he got to campus late and and as we've said earlier on this uh, on the show you know this team is kind of a melting pot of players from all across the country and all across the globe and when you get a guy coming in from uh, Senegal like Kane was you got to make sure everything is in order for him to get into this university academically. And I'm not trying to say the kid is not up to par academically. I'm sure he's a very bright kid. You have to be bright to attend the University of Illinois. But it's not as simple as coming from, you know, ISU just down the road to Illinois. I mean, there's a lot more to it when you're when you're coming in that way. So he was he was on campus late, so he got a late start. And like you said, Scott, you know, it's it's going to take more time for him than maybe some other guys to just kind of get his feet wet and figure out, okay, what is it like to play Big Ten basketball here in the United States? And I think it was Coach uh, Walker in a pregame interview, uh, a preseason interview, excuse me, that I heard, um, and I don't remember what member of our staff here at DWS he was talking to, but he got asked about Sam McCain, and he basically said, he needs to learn kind of where he is on the court, positioning, and not just go out there and bang bodies. Kind of like you said, you know, do more than just go out there and hack a shack. <laughs> you know, actually contribute in some way. <laughs> so, you know, hey, I agree completely with Simeon. I want to see the kid get out there as much as anybody else. Ugh, I just don't know when it's going to happen. And then, again, as I said uh, at the very beginning with Ken calling, you know, you got to make a decision at some point. Are you going to... Are you going to redshirt him, and are you, are you going to give him a whole year to develop and hopefully get some out of him next year? 217 texture. I think everyone is still salty about the football season. The frustration is carrying on to basketball. We were one possession away from a tie or a win against arguably a potential Final Four team. Pause there. Gonzaga is a Final Four team for sure in my mind. I think this is an NIT team this year, but the future is bright. Patience is key. Terry in Champagne asks if you could use a I like that Terry from Champagne wrote that in his text. <laughs> That's nice. Terry from Champagne asks is actually what is in the text. If you could use a puzzle metaphor, what's the missing piece for this year's team? Laron Black. Either that or or uh a Greg Oden type lockdown big guy that can block shots, maybe even a Nana Eglu type player that can mm -hmm. block shots and that can post up and 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 give you some production in the paint. And I want to talk a little bit about that later when we get into our keys to the game, the the points in the paint disparity yeah. tonight. I mean, if I go, I would love to just transport Rui Hachikara right. into Hachimura into from Gonzaga to to here, but Taco Fall. <laughs> yeah, but what I was thinking was, boy, if if. If LeRon Black was still here, well, sure. You, know, you just a veteran presence down low that knows the offense, and and gives you a weapon. And he, you know, he, you know, he got the nickname Savage for a reason. He was a take no prisoners kind of guy. Now that worked to his detriment sometimes, but he was a guy that could be fierce out there and could motivate other players to get the job done. I think we see a little bit of that with Georgie, and we've talked about this in previous post-game shows. He is a guy that will get on other players' butts, whether he's on the floor or rooting them on from the bench. And there was a time tonight, and I wrote this down in my notes, 
Uh, Alan Griffin, I think, made a bonehead pass, and Georgie got right in Griffin's face. And then Trent tried to come in and break up, and Georgie got in Trent's face a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that tells you that, you know, Georgie isn't just here to, to play golf. He's here to win some games. Uh, 217 texture. It was sad to see there was virtually no improvement over the three games. Out-rebounded, 118-87 for the tournament, not finishing at the rim. The one positive is the team played hard for 40 minutes each game. I hope that's something to build on. I think the trick here is trying to improve three games in three days against this level of competition. What I'm really anxious to see is where this team will be when Big Ten play resumes in January. I think the big improvement for this team will happen in December after Ohio State and Nebraska. You will have – it's like one game a week every Saturday. I mean, UNLV is on the schedule in there, um, but you have so many days every week to work on things, build your culture, build your identity that Brad Underwood's been talking about. I'd just be anxious to see where this team is in January. And if, if the team is playing in January like it is right now, then I don't know if I've got time for you. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to do post-game shows yeah, whether they're true. playing yeah, well or not. That's true. Okay, uh, we'll come back and do uh, – let's do them now. Keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Can I, can I do the easy one, Tim? Stop giving up layups. Well, you kind of stole my thunder. Mine was going to be points in the paint. Okay. Well, layups are part of the point. Right. points in the paint. <laughs> points in the paint tonight, uh, 36-20 in favor of Xavier. And just reading um, some of their uh, media coverage, the, the Cincinnati paper, the scout on them was they were having struggle. Uh, uh, they were struggling, excuse me, scoring in the paint. Well, that obviously uh, did not uh, come true tonight. And Illinois just had a lot of trouble finishing at the rim. And there were times tonight where De La Rosa and Georgie were in the ballgame at the same time, which we hadn't seen a lot of up until this point. And Illinois still had problems <laughs> finishing at the rim. And again, like you said, you know, you wish you could just like a claw machine, just grab a big guy and pluck him down in this lineup. I know that can't happen. You can't, uh, you know, pick up a guy off waiver wires. I know, because those claw like machines that. are actually really hard to win right. with. Right. Yeah, no <laughs> like, kidding. How do you do that? Yeah. But I guess you, you just got to make the, the best of, you know, with the pieces that you have. And, again, that goes back to Brad Underwood having to, okay, what adjustments am I going to make coaching-wise to get the most out of my roster? Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. It works 24 hours a day. So uh, here at 11 o'clock hour, you can certainly call in. And on uh, your thoughts here on the Illini, also text us at 351-5357. When we come back, I want to play you the uh, the – part a significant part of the post-game interview from Brad Underwood I think it's worth a listen to hear how he is thinking big picture right now after these three losses Fasteners etc post-game show 872 texture it's Paul in Urbana he says four returning scholarship players a very young team this is definitely a trial by fire schedule and they just ran a gauntlet. I think it was just obviously more than they were ready for. They need to come together, circle the wagons, and get focused on continuing to work hard. Better times ahead, but we can't have large attrition this year. So we can come back next year with experience and a memory of what this felt like. That's a pretty good take. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, 
I, I felt like tonight we've had a balance in the feedback. Last night, people were a lot more upset. We're getting some of that tonight, but I think there's a lot of like, okay, okay, take a deep breath because there's a lot of work to do here, but they can get there. They can get there. That's kind of what Brad Underwood's talking about here. Uh, let's listen to this portion of his postgame interview that was with Brian and Dion a little while ago after Illinois fell to Xavier 83-74, four-game losing streak, now 1-4 and four on the season. I've got to do a better job of, of, of helping these young guys understand what this tournament was about. And, and I keep talking. The one thing that was very evident in this tournament, elite programs win. Not good teams. Elite programs win. There's a reason Gonzaga beat Duke today. They knew they were going to win. They've done it for 18 to 20 years. And one of the hardest challenges we have to get to, to understand is, is the passion with, with, with which they play, the emotion, the togetherness. They call it the Zag way. They call it the Zona way. It's the Duke way. It's whatever. We have to establish the Illini way. Right now, the Illini way is, is, is not what I want it to be. And we're going through those growing pains. And, Dion, you know all about that as a team. And, and, and there's a level of frustration, and Trent's feeling it. And, and, and when you play frustrated, um, it, it's, it's very hard to make it work. And I give, we, we tried hard. We tried hard. Uh, and execution-wise, we shot 52%. It's the other end of the court. The second half, we open in zone. And Allen, and I'm not picking on Allen, he's had a really good tournament. He's had a coming out party. You know, three straight possessions, blows of coverage. And our guys are screaming at him, and, and, and then there's, it, it becomes frustrating, and then he becomes frustrated. And it's 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 my fault. i got to get these guys doing things in a more systematic way, and and it, and it becomes the Illini way. It's not just about this team. It's about establishing what our way is going to be for, for the next 10, 15 years so that everybody comes along and we do it that way. And, Brian, we're not doing that right now. And this tournament, to be very honest, was probably too much for us right now. A lot of young guys and a lot of new, new faces, and yet we had a chance to be the best team in the country. We had the ball with 10 seconds down two, and we had a chance. And then how we responded to that hasn't been very good. And that's where we got to grow. Well, I, I can tell you this, Coach, and you said I agree with you 100%. And, and I hope the listeners understand how difficult it is, one, to rebuild a program, put a stamp on it, and like you said, get young players to learn what it takes to be successful on this level because I don't think a lot of them do. They, well, I know they don't. No, they have no idea. Yeah. You know, they have they have very little idea. And, and, and one of the things that we're trying to establish, to be honest, is, is a certain way of doing things, a certain, a certain way of, of approaching practice every day, uh, a certain way of, of pulling for a teammate, a certain way of huddling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, a great example today is, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have a freshman who leaves his shooting shirt. You know, that's, that, that's, that's AAU stuff. That's, that's stuff that doesn't happen on a major college basketball program. I would bet Duke's guys don't leave their shooting shirt. Yeah. And, and those are little things, but they transcend into, into what the game is about. And, and I'm, I'm not, I got to do a better job. I got to do a better job of setting the, setting, helping them formulate into our program. I knew there were going to be days like this. 
and I knew we were playing, you know, we're playing a program that was a one seed in last year's tournament and been in 23 of the last 24 NCAA tournaments. That's a program, the x way and we're fighting for that. We're going to get there. Yes. We're going to get there. And we're doing some really good things, and we've got some really nice players. But it's just like you said, understanding how to win is really, really hard when you haven't done it. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. People, you got to believe us. We're, we're going to get there. But, but today was frustrating. All right, so that's part of what Brad Underwood had to say, a lot of actually what he had to say in the postgame interview. Are you buying I think you do not accuse Brad Underwood of not being aware of what's going on. Is he going to take this program to where you want it to go? Yeah, eventually, I think, uh, I mean, not this season, but I think eventually the potential is there to do that. You know, it's, it's refreshing to hear a coach say that he overscheduled because you hear coaches all the time say, we're going to schedule hard, and we're going to play the best, and you know you can't be the best unless you beat the best. What does Ric Flair say? To be the man, you got to beat the man. Coaches, you would know as well as anybody. Coaches but, say that all the time. But Brad Underwood admitted right there, yeah, this, this tournament was probably a little too much for us to handle, and Tom Izzo did that too, I think either a year ago or two years ago, when his team just got clobbered in the pre-conference season, and he came out and said, yeah, I scheduled a little too tough for what we have this year. It's refreshing for a coach to come out and say that. But most of this schedule is not was not Brad Underwood's schedule. This is... Maui was set years ago. You can always buy your way out of things. Well, I, I guess. suppose I, you wouldn't want to do that. That that would be such a bad look. Um, I, I I wouldn't trade off the learning experience for what this is in a year or two, if this helps. And you got the Big Ten ACC Challenge at Notre Dame. That's what that is. You have early Big Ten games now in December. That's out of their control. UNLV. Uh, that's the home and home that they scheduled. I don't know if that was scheduled pre or post Underwood. Right. Um, and the Bragging Rights game. The rest is just a couple of handful. I mean, usually you're you're you've got a couple of more cupcakes. Right. It's great for fans, especially if good. They just went out and scheduled Arizona for home and home. Yep. That's I love it. Let's watch entertaining basketball. And by the time that date rolls around, maybe Illinois will be ready for Arizona. Yeah, exactly. So all right. Uh one more wrap-up segment and one more scoreboard and closing thoughts in a moment. And the rebound grabbed by Frazier. Quickly right corner. Here's Dosumu for three. Got it. Ayo Dosumu. Bounce pass on the post. Georgie hands it to Jordan. Circles under the basket. Kicks to Dosumu for three and he buries another one. From the left corner in front of the Illinois bench and the Illini rolling early. They continue to shoot it very, very well. All right, back on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. And uh, our world is all recentered. The earth continues to spin because on the phone lines, it's Steve in Peoria. Hey, good evening, Steve. Hey, Scott and Tim. Thanks for having me on. Getting in under the buzzer Hello. here. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. You know, I, I, I like I said, I like to see how the flow is going for the night. And I'm like, hey, it's kind of a little slow tonight, but uh, understandable, you know. Holiday. Uh, Gosh, uh, you know that 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 field, you know, was so strong this year, you know, and uh, out there in, at, Mau- at the Maui tournament, and uh, you know, we, we we gave we gave it the best, but uh, I, you know, I haven't seen San Diego State play, you know, so I I don't know how good they are, but 
you know, we were either the seventh or the eighth uh, best team in that tournament. It was hey, loaded you, this year. You made the Elite Eight of the Maui Invite. Yeah, there you go. And and uh, Xavier, my goodness, they just kept making shots. You know, we played, you know, we have a good defensive stand, and then all, we just have a little breakdown, and, you know, they they make another pass and knock the shot down. And when that uh, second half, when that guy banked that three in, I'm like, all right, it's, it's over. We're, we're, tonight's not our night, you know, no matter what we do. So uh, we got to just keep battling, you know. A uh, lot, of, lot of season left, and uh, the guys are young, and they're trying. And, uh, you know, I was uh, having dinner tonight with my youngest son, uh, youngest son, and I was telling him, I said, the best thing uh, Coach Underwood can do tonight, something I, I thought he did last year, was he, he, he kept uh, the guys accountable. And I said, uh, what he needs to do tonight, uh, he needs to sit Kipper down, you know. And uh, lo and behold, turn the game on and Kipper's sitting down. So I'm like, okay, coach, I like what you're doing, you know. And um, so, hey, I'm not a big Bobby Knight fan, said, but, you know, he said uh, one uh, best motivator is the bench. So hopefully Kipper, you know, learn from it and get, get the, uh, his button gear and, and, and get going. So and we got to keep Georgie. On the floor, he's making those dumb fouls, and uh, I thought the big guy—he ran out of gas tonight. But uh, uh, wasn't uh, De La Rosa or whatever his name is? Yeah, I thought he played pretty good, and he—he's going to get better. So uh, hey, tomorrow's a new day. Hey, thank goodness it's uh, Thanksgiving. A lot to be thankful for. I wish you guys and your families very happy Thanksgiving, and uh, thanks for having me on. And, and enjoy the turkey tomorrow. And uh, hey, go Bears! And, and line out, get one Sunday. Thanks for having me on, guys. Indeed. Appreciate it, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. He's from Peoria! Cyrus must have heard the call because Cyrus is with us now. Good evening, Cyrus. Yeah, I don't call in much anymore, do I? I guess not, but we appreciate it when you do. Well, my biggest takeaway from this weekend and from listening to the coach's comments is I think the number one issue every college coach faces, and I think every high school coach would probably tell you the same thing, is the mental aspect of their team and the psyche. And just like John Gross, I think Brad Underwood wins most of his interviews. He says the right things. He's got the right passion. Um, but how well does he communicate in the locker room with his team? One of the things that I think is important to note is how many players left this team from last year. It is no secret, and I've not just heard it from people on the radio, I've heard it from people in town. It's no secret that Brad Underwood's language and his tone at practices is probably harsher and more profanity-laced than three or four of the previous coaches that have been at Illinois. Now, that approach may work 30, 40 years ago. We're talking about a different generation of young people, and I think the real question here that we are going to see play out, and I think we have a little bit of history to already look at with Mark Smith and LaRon Black exiting, as well as a couple of other players, um, I think every one of those players that left, and I'm going to use this word somewhat loosely, came from families 
where there was uh, religion and a certain code for language and things like that. It will be interesting to see if Underwood's approach, if he changes it a little bit, maybe pulls back on some of the tactics that he uses in practice, or if he plows ahead. I think Kipper Nichols' issues right now started last year with Underwood. I felt like Kipper was blossoming a little bit more under Gross. So let's watch this over the coming months, um, and let's see how the team's psyche goes, because players are different today. you got to manage them differently, don't you think? Uh, I've witnessed uh, it a little bit myself. Uh, you're right that uh, because I, I've seen and heard a little bit, um, practices have been a little more closed this year. They were a little more open last year. Uh, there is no doubt Brad Underwood has a harsh tone to him at times. And I I don't know. I know personally how I would feel, but I don't know how elite athletes – and I'm using that broadly, but anybody who could be a Division One athlete, you know, is is in the a small percentage of athletic people. You know, a lot of guys. I've heard athletes say to me, "I get motivated when I somebody's in my face." I know that can't be a hundred percent of every athlete. I I wouldn't get motivated as much that way. I'm a guy that needs more pat on the back, and maybe that's just a reflection of I. You know, whatever. Judge me how you want for so, that. I just I know how I am. But maybe athletes yeah, so I'll, who compete are, can do that. So I'll, I'll end with this. So I am from the state of Maryland, and I'm a huge Maryland fan. And we all know what happened with the Maryland football program. I'm not going to go into the details because I know a lot of the details. But what you just said is what happened at Maryland. You've got players who respond to the tactics that the Maryland coaching staff used and then you've got other players that shrink back and go into a shell. And you're not dealing with 15 players on a roster in football. You're dealing with 100. So that's my point, is that the skill of coaching today probably requires more of a psychological degree than it may a technical X's and O's degree. But that's the thing we need to watch here, I think, over the coming months. Thanks a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. Likewise, Cyrus. Call again, okay? I mean, this I think is not, he's right. He is. It's not a. He is right. It's not a secret what Brad Underwood's style is like. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is not the first time we've talked about this, and I'm not trying to start a controversy. That's not our goal here. But yeah, Brad Underwood is a yeller and a screamer, and it's just a matter of can you get the most out of your guys by using that tactic, or do you have to adapt to fit their personalities? Now, the counter argument to that, and you kind of alluded to it, Scott, is. Well, you know, if you're a Division One college athlete, you kind of got to be hardened a little bit. You can't be soft, and you're you're going to be pushed to the limit. But I think there is a line there. Yeah, and I and I'm not going to judge what that line is, and I do not want to lump Brad Underwood into the kind of controversy that went on at, at at Maryland football. But I I think the broader point is sort of a, a general style, right? And you know that works for some guys; it doesn't for others. You know, I know there were people that were upset John Gross would not get on players as much. Um, you know, would would Lou Henson work? I mean, he obviously worked in some ways, but maybe he he was he never used a bad word apparently. Uh, so, so he says. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if, he, but 
you know, there, there's all, I get your point. There's he, all different ways to skin a cat. Right. And the bigger question is, is why are you skinning a cat? That's cruel. But the even bigger question is, there's more than one way to to be successful in coaching. But I think Cyrus is right. It'll be curious to see what kind of not everybody that left, I think, really fit the system or what Brad Underwood was looking for anyway. T. John Lucas. Right. LeBron Black, I don't think he left because he wanted to get away from Brad Underwood. I think he left because he graduated, was getting married, and wanted to go make some money. I Mark agree. Smith, different story. Right. Mark Smith, different story. Okay, let's get our final scoreboard here. On Thanksgiving Eve, and Evan Kahn, producer-engineer extraordinaire, with us. Good evening, Evan, once again. Honey, hello. Can you hear me now? I got you now, and Can we're not going to yell and scream at you. Yeah, and I'm not going to yell and scream at any of you guys either because we have finally almost made it through November. Baseball, or not baseball, basketball, football, volleyball, all going on. It's about to wrap up. Uh, See, you love baseball so much, you just say it at random well, times. Well, baseball is always going on. We're not a whole lot right now, but but I digress. All right, so women's basketball, they'll be here on DWS on Friday. They take on Cal Poly at 4 o'clock. That will get going about 3.50 here on DWS. Saturday, women's basketball will play again against Sacramento State. That's internet only at 4 o'clock. Football gets going at 1 o'clock with a 2.30 kickoff. And then after football is over, we will join volleyball in progress against Purdue. Not sure what time that will be, but we'll just kind of see. Then Illinois men's basketball back in action on Sunday at the State Farm Center against uh, Mississippi Valley State, right? You, yep. Yep, yep. That game is at 1 o'clock. Game day at 11.30. First Brad Underwood show on Monday. Another basketball game Tuesday. It, it keeps going on and on, but we've almost made it. We have. It's been a full month. It, it really has. So. And w- we love sports. To, yeah, we forgot to mention earlier volleyball one as well Illinois women's volleyball so they just keep rolling along 12 in a row yep and that gets going next weekend the NCAA tournament for volleyball yeah they will certainly host next weekend for the first and second rounds and if they're a top four seed they will host through regionals if they uh, are fortunate to get that far and uh, BYU the number one team in the nation lost uh, I think it was yesterday or, or earlier this week so that may Open up some more room at the top. We'll see how all that goes. All right. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it much. Tim Dittman, final thoughts on this one? I didn't know BYU lost. You just rocked my world. I'm dead serious. That's what Dave Lone told me on Sports Talk today. I didn't know it either. They might have been the last undefeated team in the country for women's volleyball. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the world will keep spinning, but it's right. going to be different now. BYU, Stanford, Minnesota, Illinois, I think was the top four, right? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Likewise. Illinois falls to Xavier. We'll try it again uh, basketball-wise on Sunday after the game at the State Farm Center. Thanks to Evan Connor, producer-engineer. Thanks to... Ed Bond, our chief engineer. Thanks to Jim Lewis, our operations manager, and general manager, Mike Hale. I'm Scott Beatty. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you listening. We'll do it again soon. 
Enjoy your holiday. Good night. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Also, be sure to love your kids so they don't grow up to have anger issues.